Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victoriously Anointed podcast. I am so glad that you could join me um, for my interview today with Maria Hoskins. And we're going to go ahead and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Maria Hoskins has served as a community, community outreach specialist for the federal government for more than 20 years and has been employed in the field of community outreach for more than 29 years. During her tenure in federal service, Maria served for 10 years as a senior district staff for Arkansas Second Congressional District Congressman Vic Snyder until his retirement in January 2011. She has served in the capacity with the U.S. Department of Justice since 2011. She is a native of Mayflower, Arkansas, and a graduate of Philander Smith College, where she received a B.A. in English and Communications. Maria has published six children's books through her independent publishing company, CNV Four Seasons Publishing Company. Her sixth book, My Sister, My, My Sister, My Friend, was released in 2021. Maria's first children's books began with a vision of Christmas Eve at her grandmother's farm, recalling memories from a moment in time, reflecting on the meaning of Christmas. It's a touching story of a girl's memories of her family's holiday season in the mid-1960s on a rural Arkansas farm. I'm excited to share my books with students throughout Arkansas. The motto for my books is to share a happy memory for a moment in time, to encourage young readers and writers that there is a book in all of us. Maria is married to Archie Hoskins. They have two children, Christina and Victoria, and she is an active member of the Pleasant Hill Missionary Baptist Church in Maumel, Arkansas. Welcome, Maria Hoskins. We're so glad that you could join Thank us. Thank you. Thank you, Stacey. Glad to be on your show today. Yes, yeah, exciting. I'm so glad that I get to um, interview an author um, that likes to write because um, writing is one of like my favorite um, hobbies. So I'm so excited about it. Um, so I want to kind of like start with um, your journey. You started kind of like more in a um, seems like more of a political arena and then you kind of worked there and now you're into publishing and children's books. So um, what what has that transition been like for you and why did you decide to kind of take a back seat to where you were and kind of come into uh, doing books for children? So I won't say I'm at a back seat because I'm still in, still working in the community outreach, but uh, I truly enjoyed the years of working in federal service uh, with Congressman Snyder. But I've been doing outreach for years prior to even being inside of Snyder, uh, which is great. I think it's a passion. I love creating programs. I love creating events and, and networking with individuals for a better outcome. And uh, during those years with Congressman Snyder and, and building great relationships around the state of Arkansas, uh, it just opened a door for me to go over to the Department of Justice to continue that same work. And what happened uh, in that trans? it's not a transition because I'm still doing that work, as I said, but the children's book came about by me going to look for a book uh, in Pyramid Art Books and Custom Framing in Little Rock. Uh, Ms. Garbo Hearn is the owner of that bookstore. And she, as she and I were talking, I was looking for a book to read for Sunday school to the children. Uh, we couldn't find the book. So uh, I love the phrases, we looked and looked and looked, but we couldn't find the book. And so <laughs> after looking for some time, she said, Maria, go write the book. So I was challenged to write a book uh, that I could not find. And from that challenge, when I first started out, it was don't start out as I think what her words were, don't be a one book sensation. Oh. She said, if you're going to write, then write books, 
write children's books have a theme in mind. And as I thought about that, hmm, if I'm going to write a children's book, what am I going to write about? And the first thing that came to my mind automatically was to write about being on my grandmother's farm. Cause that was, I love being on my grandmother's farm and we were living uh, in Missouri and here and there being on military uh, bases and my mom's job where she worked, moved here or there. But we always came back to grandmother's farm, Ella Collins in Mayflower, Arkansas. So I spent a lot of time every summer, always, whether we were living here or moved away and came back, always at my grandmother's farm. So I wanted to write about some of those fun experiences because I, I can't think of anything but fun um, being on a farm. So that's what inspired the first book, Christmas Night on the Farm. I think it's um, awesome how like um, you started your first book um, because you couldn't find what you were looking for. And so instead of kind of like um, giving up on it, being challenged, you you kind of took that challenge by the reins and you said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to seek this challenge out and I'm going to do something about it. And so I think that's kind of like that's awesome how things um, mm -hmm. are kind of placed in our hands and kind of placed in our laps when we least expect it. Sometimes the things that um, the gifts and different things and callings that are in us, yes. they kind of just show up um, sometimes when we least expect it. I kind of look at it as you saw a there was a problem that needed to be solved and you weren't afraid to solve it and so I think that's that's amazing um right and, and how has that like when you first began like you're writing your first children's book and you were um kind of doing your work um in in the uh, political arena and different things like that were there any like challenges that you kind of faced um in writing and starting writing your first book like, what were the, the different things that you had to overcome in order to get it done? Uh, so th that's a good discussion point, because I think anytime you start something new uh, that you don't know the process, that is the challenge. So so therefore, in the challenge was since I had never published a book, had never gone about trying to find out how to publish a book um, or, or ha hadn't written a book. I needed to understand the process. Um, and so I seek pro professionals. I, I went out to seek individuals that could share with me and, and guide me in that process. Um, so the first thing I knew I needed to do is to find somebody that had done this before. Um, so I shared this a gentleman uh, from Arkansas who uh, has does books all around the country, Patrick Oliver. Uh, he has Speak Loudly is his company and he has been promoting books, uh, writing books. Uh, and I went to school with Patrick, but I know he was an expert in that field and reached out to him and showed him, I had already started the process, had an artist, had written the story, had an artist uh, create the illustrations. And I said, hey, Patrick, I just want you to look at something I'm working on to see if you think it's book worthy. And uh, when he looked at it, he said, yes, you should do a book. And so that gave me the incentive to move forward. Uh, so then I hired him as a consultant. Uh, so that was the first part. And then not only working through that component of getting a consultant to kind of guide me on what do I do next? You know, I have a book, have the illustrations, what are the next steps? Uh, then I also reached out to another friend of mine who is a, a published author uh, with some wonderful work. 
And she was absolutely fabulous, spent time with me, uh, kind of guiding me on things to think about as a published author, which way do I want to go in my work? Did I want to seek a publisher or did I want to be self-published? So a lot of things to, uh, to think about. And I decided I wanted to learn the process. I needed to understand from the beginning to the end what I'm doing. I knew why I was doing it, but I needed to know what I was going to do and, uh, and the anticipated outcome. And so I didn't go into this thinking, hey, I would be selling a lot of books here and there. I went into it to make sure I got my book published and I, I created the publishing company because I wanted to learn the whole concept. And uh, uh, as I got through, uh, went along the way, and it's always a learning journey, uh, but I was happy in the approach that I took. Like I said, I didn't I did have had no clue uh, if I was only going to sell five books, one to my mom <laughs> and one to, I told the illustrator uh, that was working on this project. I said, you know, uh, going into this, don't have any high expectations. Your family, my family may be the only ones that have a book at the end <laughs> of the day, but we'll have a book. And um, she's like, no worries, no worries. She's just glad to have the experience to put in her portfolio as an artist. And uh, needless did we know that uh, my book was very well received and uh, I've sold hundreds of books of Christmas Night on the Farm and, awesome. and other books. Awesome. That's awesome. So even in, even though you didn't have like, um, you kind of were being realistic in your expectations as far as selling the book, but it super exceeded what you ever thought was like kind of possible with the book. I think that's amazing how, um, even though sometimes we do still have to set like realistic oh. expectations for ourselves. Um, we still have to be open to the possibility that um, um, it can be far exceeded, that what we what we expect can be far exceeded. Um, and I think that's amazing. And so um, you knew what your inspiration was for your first yeah. book and you knew which direction to kind of take. So when you began to write that second book and then you wrote the book after that, let's we can start with the second book. How did you kind of go into developing yeah. like the, the further inspiration for to, con to, can you, to continue to keep writing? So I want to tell you this. So when I started off with Christmas Night on the Farm, I knew I was going to write about my, um, I wanted to write four books on my favorite holidays. So at the very beginning, when I wrote Christmas Night on the Farm, I had already had the concept in mind that I was going to write. Grandma uh, didn't know the title of it, but I was going to write about Thanksgiving, um, Family Reunion, Easter. Uh, so see Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter and family reunion is a holiday to me. So I already knew going out the gate that I was going to write four books. Didn't know what the titles were, you know, didn't know what they were going to be about, but I was going to write a four or the, the interesting concept to this, um, I think I, I like to, to say is that I truly believe when all things happen for a reason. Remember, I had no intentions of writing a book, was going to buy a book. Then the challenge was made. So I write about Christmas night. All the books are positive, family-oriented uh, books uh, that actually have a, um, a Christ-like uh, approach to the story. Um, so when I look back at the stories, each story, not knowing, took a look back later after all those books were written and 
I started thinking, I was like, my goodness, um, for me, how God works. Uh, Christmas night on the farm, it's uh, the birth of Jesus Christ. We're focusing not on Santa Claus, not on snowman, but it introduces uh, the angels and uh, they're announcing the birth of Jesus Christ. Then we went to uh, grandma's Thanksgiving dinner. And it's again, talking about fellowship and worshiping with your family, having dinner, the things everybody does, you know, Thanksgiving. Um, but again, that positive focus family uh, and reminding that children can engage in. And then went to Easter. What are we doing Easter? We went to church, we did our speeches. So it, it was, they just all linked together based on what we do, what everyone does, most I'm gonna say everyone, but what the most general public does on these holidays uh, that children can relate to because they experience these stories. And when it really kind of hit me was I was at a school doing, um, they had invited me to a school in North Little Rock to talk about uh, Black History Month and the focus on it. They wanted me to do my Easter story. So as I was reading my Easter story, and at the end, I was like, you know, this was my story and this is Black History Month. So I think it would relate to, you know, uh, children to to mirror the families that, that you have. And that's uh, this little boy stands up, little white boy stands up and he said, Miss Hoskins, he said, this is my story too. He said, this is exactly what we do on Easter. So, and at that point, you, the teachers and myself were listening to him. I mean, Pim could drop in the room and it was all on the way he said it. He said, this is my story too. And it just brought it back around of that, how important these stories are to me. And I think the children receive them as well is that they have something positive that they can relate to that they do in their own families. And that's why they enjoy the stories and then they can engage in the writing. So I always say, hmm, this was something I started doing, but it was well-ordained before I ever touched the first book that these were how the books were gonna come out. So that's a long answer to your question. <laughs> no, but I, I enjoyed listening to you talk. So. When when the kid stands up and he says, "This is my story too," like how did what did that do for you? Like was that like at a moment uh, that's like I need to keep doing this? What kind of what kind of moment was it like for yes. you? That was that is just what you said. I got to keep doing this, and it was uh, it was emotional for me too because I was so good to hear him. I mean, this little bitty boy coming from the depths of his heart letting me know what I was writing about is what he was experiencing too in his life at his young age and that he really liked the story. So that was, yeah, that was fuel to my fire to, to hurry up and, and come back. It's like, what's the next book? <laughs> <laughs> I know that so, had to been an awesome moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so I, I had to get with it. I had to, Go ahead and keep putting them out. And I'm, st I'm still am. I have two I'm working on right now uh, because I found that this is a passion, something I never thought I was going to do. But all the time that I was growing up, I always loved uh, reading the stories. I liked rhyming. I liked singing. I liked dancing. So I like rhythm. 
So I had this rhythm inside me already. So when I started writing, the rhythm just came out of me into the paper. Uh, so that's why I always tell kids, even though you try to do good in your school, try to study hard, you know, learn what you're supposed to learn because you never know when you're going to recall it later. So even though I didn't plan on writing, but those things I learned as a little girl built that platform. So when I started writing, I just went back and recalled what I had learned at, at a young age. And and that's something too that I'm kind of learning, like the stuff that you kind of learn and you kind of like see it as small, like maybe when you're learning or going through mm -hmm. that process, sometimes it's like it comes back up on you and it kind of reminds you of, mm -hmm. you know what, God can take anything and everything that you've learned in your life and you never know what he's preparing you for. And it's kind of like, it took you until you get into your adult years and older and really seeing that, you know what, the stuff that I learned as a, as a child and kind of now it's kind of being implemented. And I think that's like so important um, in recognizing that sometimes you don't may not understand the process that you're going through, but some processes in life are necessary. And um, that kind of um, brings me back to my next question, because you kind of said that you wanted to do like the, the publishing thing um, when you were in the, phase of doing these first four books and I'm just um, thinking about how you said that you wanted to learn the whole the whole thing and not just like one one spectrum one, one aspect of it and so I kind of want to yeah. um, talk about why were you so willing to go through the process even though it was something that was new to you even though it was something that was kind of um, maybe not necessarily I don't know if you were thinking about it before she challenged you but why were mm -hmm. you willing to start the process so early or was um, it like a calling or yeah because that's just that's my character is that I want to if I'm going to start something I need to understand I yeah I, I don't want somebody just telling me hey this is what you do and me trusting that's what I do and not understanding in the impact um, about my decisions so in order for me to have a full scope and understanding of okay if I'm publishing book I, I it costs money right Mm -hmm. So I got to understand how I'm spending my money <laughs> to understand. And then if I'm selling books, I hope to make some money, you know, if, since it went that direction. So I needed to understand all the perimeters about how do you sell, how the income comes in, what are all the expenses, uh, what are my expectations, uh, how do I go about getting a book in a bookstore or in the airport? Or, you know, I have books in libraries, airports, parks. The, the books are all over the place. So I needed to understand that the beginning when they weren't anywhere, uh, but in pyramid art books and custom framing, how do I broaden that perspective and or broaden that reach and get the books out? So then I, I sat down and I started reading and I started looking up and I started asking people. Uh, and every book that I published, I have found have learned something. I would say if I have learned something new, uh, it's an ongoing journey, just like the life is an ongoing journey. Hopefully it doesn't matter how old we get, uh, we always uh, should be open to learning something new uh, that we, and we are going to learn mm -hmm. something new if we just pay attention. Even when we think we know so much, we never know that much. Um, so that's kind of how that came about. And um, plus in the world I work in, it's better for us to know what we're getting into. So we stay out of trouble on the backside. <laughs> so uh, 
Uh, yeah, so it was it, it, it was a challenge, and again, I'm I'm steady learning, but uh, now I'm in the process that I have learned a lot of things, and I am now in the process of doing the consulting myself, and oh. and I, I plan on doing some events to share with people my process. So as they plan and want to do a book or are interested in doing a book, I can kind of share with them, hey, this is my process. This is what I learned. Here are some things that hopefully you won't bump your head um, with like I did. I, I'm giving you some advanced warning or some uh, some do's and don'ts uh, so you can skip some of those pitfalls along the way. Awesome. So you said that you were going to do this or? Yes. Um... Okay, so in the you, process of starting here, right? Put everything together and working on a presentation as we speak uh, to be able to give a session on uh, like my my journey. So those that are interested in writing can come in and 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 join me for a session. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Way to kind of um give back what was given to you and kind of like what you're um currently experiencing too. So I think that's amazing. And yeah. um, I was actually going to ask you, like, um, was your the Four Seasons Publishing Company, was it something that um, you do just to publish your book? Or was it open to, like, um, if someone else wanted to come under your umbrella, um, if you were doing outside authors as well? Going at this point now, initially, I was not. Because if you don't know what you're doing, you don't want to take somebody down a, a rabbit hole that you don't even know where you're going. Uh, so I was in, still in such a learning phase that I was not open to that. I wanted to kind of see what I hit, what I missed. Uh, but now I'm at the point that uh, I would like to help somebody go down that journey. So I'm going to be open to um, to bringing people into my publishing company and and uh, taking, their, taking their projects on uh, with their participation not a, not a, not an avenue of here this is what I wrote here go take that and and publish my publish my um, my writing <laughs> no 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 it's going to be a joint effort I, I really want to help people along the way um, and help them learn what they're what they are doing as a writer awesome I think that's uh, that's awesome so it's kind of like um, if they kind of wanted to take on the same approach that you took on this far as writing is concerned then they'll have the uh, ability to be able to do that and they won't have to face some of the same um i would say struggles maybe that you had to face is what i'm getting absolutely awesome absolutely and And then they can put their can publish a book through my company or i can help them along the way uh, do their own thing or search for a publisher or search for an agent whatever they want to do just depends on what their goals and objectives are Awesome. I think that's awesome. It kind of, um, I just think it, I think it's kind of like um, in a way that it's, um, it's just helping to empower people in different ways and giving them an opportunity to kind of see um, what's your vision and your goal and how can we um, help you to better implement that vision and that goal. So I think that's a um, pretty nice perspective to have. Yeah, because like I said, I'm still learning. It's a lot. You know, I've, I've published six books and they're self-published books. And there are a lot of things for people to think about, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm just that that little bitty, you know, that little bitty person in the, in the world of this uh, 
children's book authors and a lot of people have done a whole lot of more great things that are doing great things you know they're the top selling authors but I've learned and so I think as we learn things anybody that we can share it with uh, that want to learn also that we should you know have a platform I'm happy to have that platform to help share them because can I talk about the six books that I've written you sure can okay um so the first book, and I'll see if I can grab them along the way. Uh, excuse me from reaching, but oh, it's Christmas Night yeah. on the Farm was the first book, and we talked about that one. Uh, and then the next one, let's see if I have, um, ah, I forgot them all around me, so I'll reach and grab them. Uh, Grandma's Thanksgiving Dinner. You see Grandma at the table, and, and uh, the illustrator, speaking of... Uh, the books. The first illustrator was Lauren Crimes. She's from Conway. And the Grandma's Thanksgiving dinner was Paige Mason. Uh, she is actually a UALR student who graduated and went back to California. Uh, following that book was Down Home in Arkansas. Oh, that, that's the one that I have. Uh, this book right here won the uh, International Award for African-American Historical and Genealogical Society. Awesome. And I think it was in 2018. So I'm really happy with this book. Wade Hampton uh, from Arkansas, who is a wonderful artist. A matter of fact, he just uh, uh, finished the Scipio Jones portrait that uh, that is in the uh, Main Street Post Office in Little Rock. So when you stop by the Main Street Post, uh, Post Office in Little Rock and you're uh, admiring the Scipio Jones portrait, uh, then you can know, hey, I can go by down home in Arkansas and see more of his work uh, in Maria Hoskins' book. The next book was My Easter Story. And this is illustrated by Rex Deloney, who is at Central High School. The kid, this is the one that we were just talking about. The student says, this is my story too. And uh, I love the cover, the bright colors, the Easter eggs. So it makes us just kind of think about what we do on Easter. And following that one, uh, we're going to go back on this side to uh, share with you Pawpaw's Pets. Uh, Pawpaw's Pets is illustrated by Miss Rhonda Adams as a teacher in Little Rock at Gibbs Magnet. And we were just talking about Pawpaw Gill. This is my dad. And his love for all his animals, especially his companion, J.R. And I was telling some stories about Brother Gill as being a veteran and, and everybody knows him by the pets. All the pets follow him down the street like uh, Dr. Doolittle. Uh, but many people did not know that he was a highly uh, rated veteran uh, with lots of badges and and, and just a wonderful history of what he's done to help protect us in this country. So I get a chance to talk to the children on Father's Day about Papa and about veterans. And the last book, uh, the sixth book that's been released is My Sister. I think you can see that a little bit. My Sister, mm -hmm. My Friend, talking about uh, Siblings Day uh, and then children that have special needs or uh, special abilities. And this is a wonderful book illustrated by Craig Stanley uh, from Atlanta, but has roots in Arkansas. His mom was actually born in Arkansas, and I didn't know that until halfway through uh, the project. 
uh, but uh, Craig, you'll hear more about him. I can't release uh, what he's working on right now, but he's done some fabulous work with Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry and awesome. a movie, uh, movie uh, like the Hunger Games. So I was just uh, very blessed to have wonderful illustrators. That's so I a, just wanted to kick that in to you. Yeah, that's a that's a blessing. <laughs> yes. That's a blessing. I appreciate you for sharing um, all your books with us. Um, I didn't realize that that was what was around you was your books. And I know that I have that down home in Arkansas book. Um, that's the one that I um, purchased. And I'm just, um, yeah, I think it's awesome. <laughs> um, so, glad, um, you got, glad you gave one of my books. That's, that's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, um, I wanted to actually, we're getting ready to end the podcast in a little bit. But if you could tell us, because there was one more thing that you talked about was being, about being, um, you try to do like a Christ-centered focus thing and, um, you kind of seem like you really are big into family. And um, what drives you to want to do that? Uh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I love I love my family. And I just don't love my family. I love, I love my extended family. I love my community, my church, um, my, 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 both my, my parents' church, my mom's church, my church, uh, and, and just people in general. I, I, I think how the best way to say this is that's just my spirit and that's my heart is, uh, you know, we're supposed to treat people the way we're supposed to be treated. Um, it's, uh, what does it say? And, um, Micah, I believe it's six and eight. Or it says, what does God require me, but to do justly love mercy and walk humbly. So those things, um, I try to continue to think about every day. Am I doing that? My books, I hope, portray that um, as a family. Love one another in spite of your abilities, your inabilities, your disabilities. Uh, family, Christmas, getting together, spending time together in a positive way. There's so much negative things going on in the world today. We got to give our children something positive to interact with. Right. And all of my books give them an opportunity to write their own stories for them to uh, write down about their family. So not only read about it, but when they engage in writing about it, there's the stimulus in the brain going on. They're writing positive stories. They're writing happy stories because the news can bring us down sometimes with so much negative going on. We got to give those kids the positive outlets and, um, not just my books, many other books, but I encourage parents to read to their children. If they can't read, they can read. Get them out of their TV sometimes. Give them opportunity. Encourage them to read. Tell them to read. Well, you won't get to watch TV until you at least read one book. <laughs> this week, you had to do something. Well, you had to do some reading for me. And then you can do the others. You know, so much times I, I hear the kids like, I don't like to read or you know, and then I, I read the story and I see they love the story. So I was like, they're just not being encouraged to read. So let's encourage them to read so they begin to love to read. Awesome. Well, Maria Hoskins, I thank you and I appreciate you for the time that you have given us today on the interview. And we always end um, the podcast with a prayer. So we're going to go ahead and pray out. But before we do, can you give us a quick um, way that people can get in contact with you if they desire um, to do so? Thank you. Yes, please check out my website at www.seasons, 
the number two dream.com seasons to dream.com you can find all my books there and all the books ordered from my website are signed and mailed back to awesome. you you can get them on amazon and a pyramid a bookstore right in little rock i encourage you to go there too uh, ephesus and pine bluff she has all my books in other places but if you get them from my website then i will sign them thank you awesome we're going to go ahead and um, end this podcast with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for just blessing purpose and vision, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for everything that you have allowed uh, Miss Maria Hoskins to do in the community, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, that you would just allow her to continue to allow her light to shine, Lord God. And thank you, Lord God, for the encouragement that she has um, poured in us on today, Lord God. You are the good Father, and there is none like you. And we praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And I pray that everyone would go forward and be blessed. You have just tuned in to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast with Lynn Stacy. You can go on various podcast platforms such as Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts, and listen in. You can also go on Facebook or Instagram and follow at Lynn Stacy Studios. If today's podcast has been a blessing to you, please share and remember to go forward and be blessed.